the whole experience from the time that I was born, maybe until the day that I die, is a journey. So I don't know where I'm gonna be or who I'm, how I'm gonna see myself in 30 years, but I feel like the essence of me will still be the same. Anthony, thank you so much for being here today on the POV's me. couch. I am so excited to get started. I'm excited too. How's your day so far? It's been long, but I'm excited. I wake up at like 5.30 in the morning. Wow. And I just kind of get my day going by like running or going to the gym. Well, yeah. I'm so happy you're here. You've already had a full day. so. Yeah. Thank you for making the time. Yeah, thanks. And I want to start out today by asking you the question, do you think binary is ever a good thing? When it comes to binary, it's just really specific to the person. I've met people that are super empowered by like a specific binary. If it works for them, that's like awesome. And there's people who that doesn't work for. In the past like five years especially, it's come to the forefront like how important it is to be inclusive to people who aren't comfortable with the binary. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that answer, that it's person specific. Yeah. Outside of the binary related to identity, do you feel like there are any binaries that you feel serve you? Anything that has to do with any sort of confidence, strength, toughness, that's kind of like what I like to ground myself in. Sometimes it gets the best of me because for a long time in my life, I didn't think that being an emotional person was a, was a powerful thing, but I realized that it's part of what makes me so mm -hmm. powerful. I feel like the way that I was raised gave me the foundation to be able to really come into myself in a way that empowers me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm excited to be me every day. Yeah. And how did you get there? What was your upbringing like that led you to feel that confident in who you are? I was born in Fairfax, Virginia. Both of my parents moved to the United States. They moved to New York, as a matter of fact, is where they met. And they're from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, my dad's family is like a super, super um, like military background family. Then my mother's side of the family is like really, really, really Catholic. They faced a lot of like racism and xenophobia and like challenges because English wasn't their first language. They kind of raised my sisters and I to be really tough mm. and to just make sure that we understand that even though the world might not always understand us, your relationships with people are going to be the most important thing. Um, to help you create whatever you want to create in your life. And that's something that I feel like really made me someone who was very ambitious and, you know, really passionate, especially like when I started like reaching the age of like 17, I'm 24 now. Um, but when I got to like 17, I started to really sort of like be a little bit more like uh, receptive. Being the best person for me doesn't just mean making the most money or it doesn't just mean like being the best in a category. It really means like, do I create value in every relationship that I have? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, huge. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. I yeah. loved hearing about, you know, your background and your family. And it's interesting to hear how your family created an environment in which you felt like you had to be strong or be tough. Yeah. Do you feel like because of that, you were still able 
to be your full self? Were you comfortable fully emerging into who you are today, being raised in that environment? Yes and no. I think for the things that are a little bit, you know, easy, like dating or like, you know, finding the perfect outfit, those little things, those are things that I didn't necessarily get the luxury to um, experience in a way that was authentic to me. Mm. But what it did give me is it did give me time to really like sit and polish and be a little bit more premeditated about who I want to be. And what do you mean by they weren't as authentic? I felt like when I was in high school, there was still a piece of my of my own personal identity that I wasn't really connected to that I felt like I almost wasn't allowed to participate. And if I even wanted to, um, it was kind of hard because I kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Do you think you would be where you are today had maybe you reclaimed that story or being able to come out on your own terms? I remember when I came out to myself, like, like on my own, I remember realizing it and it felt so good. And I was like, cool, not going to tell anybody until I'm 18. Not going to tell my parents ever. Like not going to talk about this ever. Because and how old were you? I was 14. Mm. I was 14. And I was upset that it happened, but I was more relieved that I didn't have to do it. I was like, mm. it's already out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm happy that I'm more mature and I'm a lot more confident in myself um, where I can have the experience now of kind of being more like, you know, this is how I want to like experience this. It's more than just like gender or sexuality or sex or you know organs it's like a really spiritual experience i personally really got this experience especially when it came to my gender identity of being like okay this is bigger than just you know what i want people to call me mm -hmm. this is more about who am i you know yeah like who am i and it's so strange because once I started to tell my friends and I told my sister, I thought my like own intuition was really strong, but it's like another level. It's like, I know when I'm excited. I know when I, I get a bad feeling about something. I know when I'm nervous and I should go for it. Like mm -hmm. I can really feel myself because it's about allowing myself to really exist authentically and for me to be on the receiving end not judging it or not telling myself that i should be anything different a lot of times when i i mean i'm a cis woman and when i talk to my friends who are outside of the gender binary they always talk about how gender identity is a journey and we're constantly coming into our own gender identity yeah so how would you define where you are now do you identify as non-binary totally so at the end of the day I'm always just going to wake up and put on what makes me feel like how I feel. And I think the thing about living outside of the binary is people can see me. For some people, it's like, oh, this is like a dress that I got in PR. But I'm like, no, I, I only put this on because I wanted, this is what I felt like today. And that's the most important thing. When I came out to my sister, I remember telling her, I'm telling you this because 
it would break my heart if anything would happen to you and you would not know who I am. So that's like the most important thing to me. And to answer your question specifically, I just feel like the whole experience from the time that I was born, maybe until the day that I die, is a journey. So I don't know where I'm gonna be or who I'm, how I'm gonna see myself in 30 years, but I feel like the essence of me will still be the same. It's amazing. Yeah. I think that's all we can hope for, right? Yeah. I struggle with that and fully making decisions and doing the things that feel fully aligned with me. And I feel so lucky that I have role models like you who are truly walking the oh. walk. Even the fact that you chose to wear a dress that you felt was the perfect decision for you today. I spent hours trying to figure out what I want to wear just so I look a certain way or fit into a certain box. And mm -hmm. thank you for breaking that box for so many people. Thanks. On this part of your journey, where you are now, living your most authentic life, so to say, uh -huh. what would you say to your younger self in those moments where you weren't able to fully live your most authentic life? Someone once told me this, your difference is your destiny. For me, it means that sometimes it's good to be, you know, the 1% out of 99. The way that things are laid out and the way that things are, especially when you get into like a space where you start working with more people, you understand how absolutely valuable everyone's perspective can really be because they mean more than just, like I'm more than just Antony. Like to me, I'm Antony, but to other people, they might call me Antony, but I might represent something else, mm. which is so much, which makes my life automatically larger than me. So like the least that I can do is just try my best to make the decisions that I feel like are the ones that I agree with. Just the simple concept of you saying what you mean can set a lot of people free. And like, not that everyone needs to be set free, but it's just like sometimes people won't even remember what you said, but just the fact that you did it is all that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I love what you said about everyone's perspective bringing something different to the table, which is what we're all about here at POVs. Yeah. Are you able to have conversations with people or have people in your life who don't fully understand totally. what it means to be non-binary? And if yeah. so, how do you navigate that? Patience and understanding that when you're speaking to other people who may not understand like your life or understand the things that are very real to you that's a reflection of them which isn't a good or bad thing it's just a reflection of them mm -hmm. and it doesn't have so much to do with you but how you choose to treat them does have to do with you like my family is completely like always looking at me and scratching their head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's part of why I love them. You know, it's like a little bit that we have. You know, my mother is a really like, you know, Catholic spiritual woman. It's one of the things that I love the most about her. She's so reverent and she's so like, everything is like an experience for her. You know, my mom is the woman that taught me integrity. You know, if she was punishing me as a kid, she wasn't punishing me for, you know, what I did. She was punishing me for the principle because she always would be like, you have to understand what it means to make a choice. And you have to understand that I'm punishing you because 
of the choice that you made and the principle behind the choice that you made because mm. that is what your whole life is going to be really built off of. As someone who is at this moment living their most authentic life. Trying to, definitely. I have noticed on your social media platforms, you don't oftentimes open up about some of these deeper parts of yourself. Yeah. So I'd be curious to know why, but also do you think it's possible to fully be your most authentic self on social media? I definitely think that... Um, it is completely possible. I mean, I, I see a lot of people do it. For me, a reason of why I think I'm a little bit more private when it comes to those things is because, well, one, I know I'm a very sensitive person. I know I'm really good. I have like a really good like wall up, like where it's like, people constantly say the craziest things about me all the time and it doesn't really get to me i'm pretty tough in that way but um i feel like you know for some of my thoughts and feelings that are a little bit more underdeveloped like i think a lot and i like <laughs> i like reflect a lot and i sometimes feel like you know not everybody would understand how my thoughts work. And I just don't want to get criticized on them because they're underdeveloped. You know what I mean? I'm like a person. Um, so I just feel like that's part of the reason why. And also like, I just really don't like people seeing me mess up. And why do you think that is? Do you think that goes back mm -hmm. to being raised and feeling like you had to be tough and had to be all of these things? Yeah, I think like, especially for people like me, I definitely feel like there has been a little bit of a lack of compassion. A lot of it really stems from having like immigrant parents. You know, my mom would always tell me, you know, you have to work twice as hard to get what? Half of what they have, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I wanted a lot. I just felt like, you know, the only version of me that would be able to even be digestible would be one that was, you know, perfect. I feel like I worked really hard and I work really hard to make it seem effortless. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm kind of getting into an era where I'm kind of like, let's see what happens. You know, <laughs> let's see what happens. Let's see what happens if I literally just really say how I feel. And that's what the world needs. I think you were setting such an incredible example for young people everywhere. And I also acknowledge that that must be extremely hard to feel like you have to live up to all of those expectations and work twice as hard to even get to where you are now. So, yeah. oh my God, especially when it comes to, I think people don't really notice this, but like, I would say like 85% of my videos on TikTok are pretty funny. It is that way because um, I work really hard to make sure what I say is funny. Um, because if it's not funny, then people will be really mean. It's something that I've dealt with, like when I first started making videos and it's like I would work really hard to even like make how I sound sound effortless and sound like, oh, this is just a spur of a moment, like a vibe. It's not like super, super rehearsed. It's definitely still authentic, but it's definitely something that I, in my head, subconsciously whip myself into shape to be like, make this punny, make it brandable, tag a brand in this, get this to be, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it's like, I, I, I try my best to hit all of the mark, but it's honestly really exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, A, your content is so funny. Thanks. <laughs> Which you already know. You don't need to hear that <laughs> from me, but I hope that you can take some of the pressure off yourself. The world needs your voice and your POVs and 
you know, the things that you really care about more than ever, you're having such a positive impact on so many people. Thank you. And I'm just so grateful that you can be here on this couch with me today and that I got to hear a little bit of your story. Thanks, yeah. So Anthony, we're gonna head into my favorite part here on okay. POVs, where we're gonna bring in some other perspectives from the larger Gen Z community. Okay. Some people have submitted some questions for you, but all in all, I want you to keep an eye on your phone. We're gonna send you some texts and then I want you to read them out loud and react. Okay. Let's Yo, do it. I feel so much better when I wear feminine clothing, but society has forced me to wear masculine clothing. What should I do? I want to feel like myself, but I don't want to put myself in jeopardy. The authentic version um, of what I want to say back, wear what you want and stay strapped. You know what I mean? Like definitely like make sure that you're protected. It's a really, really, really difficult topic because it's like weird that you might feel so comfortable dressing like yourself, but then the world might react to you in a way that makes you feel super uncomfortable, which is why I always say like, take your time. Yeah. That's incredible advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to know all the answers all at once, but where, I love what you said, wear what you want. Astrology is not real. People just claim to excuse their bad behavior. Anyone who believes in astrology is dumb, in my opinion, and definitely shouldn't have a following. Ooh. <laughs> where do you stand on astrology? I really, really, really love astrology. So I think the miss. There's like a whole like misunderstanding behind astrology. People think that it's based on like just the month and like, you know, you get your one sign and this is who you are. But actually astrology is based on where the earth was, the day you were born, what time you were born and where you were born in relationship to the rest of the planets. You know what I mean? Just like how there's, you know, summer and spring and winter and yeah. fall. It's meant to like navigate patterns throughout your life. And it actually like, it's so complex down to like, you know, from different signs to different planets to different houses and stuff. There's a lot of space in astrology. It could go like this, or it could go like this, or it could go like this. But at the end of the day, when it does go like this, it's like, wait a minute, but I thought I was supposed to go like this. And then it's like, yeah, but Mars is literally square Pluto right now. And it's like, whoa, what? Yeah, it's like so interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I do not know enough about astrology. <laughs> so clearly I'm one of those people that just needs to understand it better. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. From at Abby Benton. Do you ever get angry if someone uses your wrong pronouns? Totally. <laughs> what does that feel like? It feels like someone is talking to you about someone that you're not. I think the thing is I've learned over time to be a lot more understanding. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Like, you know, people that are close to me in my life and know me personally, it's important that they respect that. But, you know, as far as it goes with other people, it's just about finding the perfect balance between, you know, understanding that people are constantly learning and come from a place where they just didn't know. I think it's just all about taking it slow, step by step, and also like letting the people around you know, like say like, you know, I was in a situation where like my friend's friend was like misgendering me. And I was like, this is your time to shine, my friend. You know what I mean? This is not my time to shine. Yeah, it doesn't have to all fall on you. Yeah, totally. Second 
probably feel like a lot, right? To feel like you have to explain yourself or constantly be educating others on who you are. For a lot of people who don't identify as cisgendered, they might feel like a bit of a burden um, because they feel like they might be forcing somebody to enter in territory that they're not comfortable with. That I really just say, you have to use your best judgment like with the intention of self-respect. Totally. Thank you for sharing that. I want to make funny TikToks, but I'm so embarrassed every time I go to post. Send help. Literally been there. Um, I think okay. we all have. <laughs> yeah. I think what it is, is you, one, don't have to post everything you make. One of my friends, she does this thing where she got, she grew really fast because she used to post like 25 times a day. What she would do is she'd post everything she made at the end of the day, what didn't do well, she privated and what did do well, she kept up. And that way it was one, she was learning about what kind of topics perform well, but also like what, like her audience engaged the best with. But I also want to say closed mouths do not get fed. So you really got to just be like, I'm doing it. Find something that you actually care about and have fun with it and like be the most creative you can. That's such great advice. Yeah. I've definitely been there. <laughs> it, it can feel so embarrassing, yeah. but you never know what's on the other side of clicking posts. Why does everyone feel the need to come out? Shouldn't we just all be our authentic selves without having to justify it? Okay. Yes, I understand that a thousand percent, but I feel like coming out is the conversation that we continue to not have. Mm. So every time that we're coming out, we're having a conversation that we should have had years ago. Although it sucks to be like, oh my God, the burden of having this conversation is now on my shoulders. What it really is, is it's like, a way for not just you or the person you're coming out to, but like your community to grow. Some people like won't know if you don't affirm it to them. And once it's affirmed to them, whether it's a positive or a negative reaction, there is authentic space that you've created for yourself and your community. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. I love that answer. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And Anthony, I would love to know if you had a megaphone right now that could reach all of our generation, what would you want them to know? We're literally living on a floating rock. Be nice to everybody. Relax. Chill. Like we're literally on a floating rock. We all don't know what's going on. Like just try your best to literally just be a little nicer. That's all I really have to say. I love that answer. Yeah. I think that also helps us zoom out a little bit, right? Yeah. We are on a floating rock in the middle of the universe. Oh my gosh. Like, it's crazy because it's like, I was just like sitting there, like going through all these like articles about discovery, like with like underwater, like marine life, whatever. And then like also like what they're doing in space right now. And I'm just kind of like, damn, a lot of this is theory. Nobody really knows what we're doing. Nobody really knows where the wind comes from. You know what I mean? Sure. Like we're all really just trying to do what we can out here. And that just humbles us all a little bit too, to keep learning totally. and keep growing. And I feel like I'm learning so much from now being in your community and watching all the content you create and from learning from you today on the couch. So yeah. Anthony, thank you for coming on POVs and for all that you're doing to show that using your voice is a powerful tool to change yeah. the world. Oh my God, thanks for having me. I actually am so sad to leave. I don't want to. Thanks for having me. Bring it me. in. Oh, yes. This is awesome. Oh. Oh, <laughs>
Thank you so much. Yeah. So before you go, let's take a selfie. Yeah, we'll love to. Yeah.